like their titles a lot better. <laughs> veteran and counselor. You got the millennial uh, we'll, we'll over here. We'll have to work here. on this one. We'll, we'll work on something different. Rick, there's a task. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. Welcome to Episode 7 of Terminal Exchange. I want to start off this week uh, by giving a huge shout out, uh, saying thank you and congratulations to all of our Newsbomb family. You guys are so awesome. Seriously, go high five the next Newsbomb employee that you see. Tell them, great job. You're awesome. Guys, get this. Truckload Carriers Association and Carriers Edge just named us for the fifth consecutive year a best fleet to drive for. I mean, how awesome is that? If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Uh, Being a part of this process, I have to tell you that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to to make an award like this, a recognition like this to happen. Uh, Special shout out here uh, to Jeremy Stickling. Uh, He put a lot of work into compiling all of the uh, details about the programs, initiatives, and just all the little details that goes into working for driving for Newsbomb here. Uh, But then there's all these people on the other end with Carrier's Edge that are compiling all these from all the different carriers coming in. They had a record number of entries this year. Lots and lots of, of great companies out there uh, vying for this uh, award, and only 20 get it. But there's there's so much work uh, behind the scenes that happens there uh, to go in uh, through the selection process. Um, but seriously, this wouldn't have happened without you guys and, and all your work. Uh, so I want to say special thank you to all of our Newsbomb family for um, just doing what you do day in, day out, uh, drivers, uh, operations, uh, payroll, IT, HR, uh, shop, uh, everybody involved here. Just seriously, you guys are the best. Uh, so uh, what happens next here? So that's not actually the end. Uh, we, we are we are a best fleet to drive for. Uh, there's 20 uh, carriers that receive that recognition. Uh, but then on March 11th in Las Vegas at the TCA uh, annual convention, so that's the Truckload Carriers Association uh, convention, uh, they will be doing a special presentation and everything, but they will actually announce two overall winners. So they split up the c- categories into large fleet and small fleet, uh, but they're going to announce the overall winners for each of those categories. We're crossing our fingers. Uh, maybe we'll get that. We really don't have any idea, but uh, it's really just uh, an honor to be on this list at all. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Monday, March 11th. Sounds like I I think I read that they're going to be live streaming that. So uh, we'll try to get you some more information on that uh, whenever that takes place. So uh, stay tuned for that. Did you guys listen to last week's episode with Gary and Avis? Because seriously, I I really enjoyed that episode, uh, getting to sit down and talk with, with the two of them. Uh, if you haven't listened to that already, I highly recommend going listen to this episode, but, but 
soon as you're done, go back, listen to episode six, listen to Gary and Avis. Uh, they're full of so much great wisdom and everything. And also, if you haven't been onto the website, uh, terminalexchange.org, and seen the pictures of Avis riding a horse in competition, just one of the most incredible things I've seen. Picture this. Uh, you've got this horse that is making a ex- just an extremely violent movement, uh, just incredible the, the thing looks like it's about ready to just slide and go under itself the its hooves are planted into the dirt dirt's flying everywhere the horse is like at a 45 degree angle trying to cut back and go the exact opposite direction that it just came from and here sits avis on top of this horse perfectly upright as calm as can be while this horse beneath her is just working working so hard and, and avis is there just like it's nothing you know like it's just a walk in the park so just really cool to see that so if you haven't seen that go 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 check that out but but one of the topics that uh gary and avis shared with us that i, I really appreciated was uh their their planning in in finances and in, in avis's um leadership there and, and and knowledge in taking care of their their finances own, making ownership of it and preparing uh, you know they they talked about having the house paid off in 10 years these these two have done a lot to take hold of their financial situation and and live in a way that uh, they truly can be generous and prepared for the future. Uh, Avis mentioned uh, Dr. James Dobson as being a resource. Uh, we put a link up on our page for that uh, to get to his website. But I wanted to throw a couple other things out there. At first, you know, as a NewsBomb employee, we offer a 401k plan. If you're not already uh, putting into that, I highly recommend getting started. It doesn't matter the amount. Start with 1% or set a, a fixed figure in there. Go get started in that. You can't start too soon on that. And honestly, you still can't start too late. Uh, the best thing for you to do is just to start. But uh, from there too, you know, as a NewsBomb employee, we're employee owners. And so we are automatically enrolled in an ESOP account. It's completely free to, to each of us. And so we have that nest egg building up as well. Uh, so, you know, when retirement comes, there should be something there that will, will help us in retirement. But, you know, I don't want you... To, to, to give the advice that those should be your only things that you lean on. I highly recommend uh, really taking hold of your financial situation. Uh, so I'm going to offer some other uh, resources out here. Uh, you've heard the day you've heard the name Dave Ramsey uh, probably over and over again. Uh, highly recommend uh, checking him out. If you haven't gone through financial peace university, uh, look into that. But uh as a podcast, uh, I want to kind of share some other podcasts, and and Dave Ramsey and and his group have some podcasts that include uh, his own Dave Ramsey show. Uh, Chris Hogan and uh, Rachel Cruz each have a show as well. Uh, go check those out. Uh, you can go check out information on on Dave Ramsey and his group at DaveRamsey.com. They really just offer solid, practical advice for for managing your money, getting out of debt. That's huge. Uh, and, and planning for retirement. Uh, guys, debt is one of the biggest things that's going to hold you back uh, here in life. And if you can get control of that, it, it will change the way you live. So uh, Dave has seven baby steps that, that are going to help you with that. Uh, they're proven. 
it, it's a proven process that that helps you save money, uh, set up an emergency fund, and and work on college savings for your kids. It uses the debt snowball method for for getting out of debt. But in addition to that, not just savings and all that, building wealth, uh, being able to give and live generously. Uh, these are all core tenets of, of, of Dave's uh, philosophy and financial plan. Uh, so I want to say we are not being paid to uh, share any of this. Uh, the Dave Ramsey Group is is not uh, a sponsor uh, of, of this uh, show or has any direct affiliation with Newsbomb. It's just this is coming from from me uh, sharing this with you as as uh, a resource that you might uh, might appreciate. In this week's feature exchange, we are talking to our new performance coaches. Now you may be asking, what is a performance coach? Or you may be thinking, what's with new performance coaches? I thought Corey and Dale were performance coaches. Or is that Rick? Or we're kind of working on some structure here and and setting ourselves up here to uh, better help our drivers. But uh, these performance coaches are current Newspom drivers, active drivers that are going to be spending some time here in the office uh, a couple days out of the month. And they are Mike Van Eisendorn, Maya Hernandez, and Jeff King. Uh, you know, if you've ever sat there wondering, you know, as a driver, uh, struggling with the idea of being coached by somebody on the other end of the phone that has never sat in your seat, never driven a truck, um, hasn't been through the experience and uh, difficulties of your position as a professional driver, then then you'll hopefully appreciate this move to incorporate active drivers into our uh, coaching uh, plan. So now instead of just dealing with um, former drivers like, like Corey and Dale or uh, a non-driver like Rick or Jeremy, um, even though all of them have very good um, experience in their own right and, and ability to uh, help you in your development, uh, there's definitely something to be said for having somebody who's living it, breathing it at the same time as you are. Uh, to have these three drivers come in. So uh, I've invited uh, Jeremy Stickling and Rick Schmidt as well to uh, to this feature exchange to introduce these three drivers to you and explain this position and what you can kind of expect from them. Uh, but then past that too, uh, in the coming weeks, uh, we'll be having exchanges with each of these uh, performance coaches. So we'll get to know each of them even on a deeper level. So uh, look forward to that in the coming weeks. Uh, keep your eyes open for that. But in the meantime, uh, listen to this exchange and uh, hope you enjoy it. Today we've got uh, our performance coaches here with us, and along with uh, Jeremy Stickling and Rick Schmidt. Uh, our performance coaches here are uh, sitting at this table with me. I've got uh, Jeff King, Maya Hernandez, and Mike Van Eisendorn. Uh, these three are all current drivers of Newsbom. Uh, so many of you may already uh, know them, uh, but uh, introducing them today because uh, some of you may get a chance to spend a little bit more time talking with them uh, in the future here uh, moving forward. So uh, I want to ask Jeremy here to kind of uh, explain, uh, give us a little bit of background into this new position of performance coaches and uh, kind of what brought us to this place. 
Yeah, we appreciate everybody listening in. So performance coaches, the uh, elevator version is peers helping, assisting, building up, developing, coaching other peers. That That's in its simplest form. That's what we're going for. Now, if I back up and go a little bit deeper, we have, and many of us think of it affectionately um, when I say our scorecard program, our habits rating scale, the, the smart drive system. Um, there's lots of warm feelings, fuzzy feelings that come up with that. Um, and for I think we started that in 2000, uh, f- uh, 2016. I might be fuzzy on my history, but we've had um, Josh Carr as our initial coach with that. Mm-hmm. Current form, we have Rick Schmidt do some of that coaching, um, and we also have Dale Littlefield do some of that. And in short, we've been using office people to coach drivers on driving style, driving approach. And what we wanted to get at with Performance Coach, we noticed that a lot of drivers talk to each other. And the drivers who have bought in, who have won in our scoring system, what a lot of them have done, they bumped into peers and said, what are you doing? Or they proposed maybe a challenge. I don't think it doesn't make sense to me because of... X, Y, Z, um, and the peer gave a different perspective or a thought that made sense. Um, they're also more credible. Um, I've done my fair share of habits rating and smart drive uh, coaching, and I always marvel that anybody cares at all what I say because I've never done it. <laughs> and that only makes me so credible, right? And so we've we've tried to pull from our drivers and and get their feedback and ask, what are you doing that's successful and try to take the conduit approach. You're still left with office jockeys coaching professional drivers. And that's awkward at best. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) So this this whole move is an understanding of if we're going to be effective coaching, developing drivers, our best resource for that is those who are doing it, those who have succeeded doing it, those that have a nice, patient approach when they work with their peers on it. So performance coach is a way to hear less of my voice, less of... Now, Dale's done it, um, but a lot of people don't know. People love Dale, but, um, you know... <laughs> love Dale. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, he's not doing it currently. And then, Rick, I'm going to say this, he'll groan here, but... Every, every now, some people call him Picky Rick. Oh, know? come on. We, so, didn't, we went there. So, uh, yes, we did. And, and that means it'll stick, which is yeah, what we're going for. Uh, on a podcast <laughs> and everything. This is forever. So, but in all seriousness, um, we get where some of that comes from. And so performance coaches is finding those who are doing it. Uh, I should probably give some nuts and bolts here. We have three individuals we're going to meet here shortly. And each of them, once a month each for two days, so it'll be three separate Monday, Tuesdays. We're going to use these performance coaches to go through basically habits and smart drive. Um, And we're going to give them some direction on who to coach and have them do, I won't say all, you'll still hear me, you'll still hear Rick, Dale, Corey, fill in the blank on driving style and things like that. But it's going to give us a peer-to-peer, what we think can be a much more effective coaching resource and we want it viewed that way we'll probably hit on this later but this isn't about gotcha or you're in trouble this is the spirit of this is trying to be as helpful as possible we think we got a good crew to help us do that 
And, and the purpose of this is really not just to alleviate, you know, responsibilities off of our current HR staff, but... Which would be nice. <laughs> but there is a benefit there, right? But um, is really to have the, the credibility of drivers that are currently doing this. They're in the weeds of, of that weekly routine driving, doing exactly what every other driver is doing in this fleet and gives that experience to help others succeed and improve in their current skill set, habits, and the things that they're they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And we've we've seen such good success in professional drivers' careers when they, they hit, sometimes we call it cert reds, sometimes we call it platinum, sometimes it's the weekly stats coming out and we see 9 or 10 out of 10. And we've seen such positive energy around that. And we want to double down on that as well. And the performance coaches will help us grow that and make it easier to listen to coaching. But it really is about helping individuals climb the self-actualization ladder in their career, if you will. Um, so we have a lot of good ways for that to manifest itself. And the performance coaches are here to be a resource to help make that happen. So Rick, can you kind of guide us through, talk us through a little bit what their the performance coaches activities are going to look like what are they looking at who are they talking to what kind of conversations are they having yeah so basically for those that don't think i do anything right now this is me doing even less right <laughs> sitting back there no um, no it's it's i i always joke with every every group in orientation um i i'm i'm a young guy i don't have my cdl yet and I don't have that experience behind the wheel and going out there, and and it's it's hard for some people to take that instruction from me, or just that's just anyone in the office in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Dale and Corey have their experience; they've driven for us, and that helps. But again, these are drivers that are out on the road right now with us. They're only in the office two days a month, so um, what it's going to look like for them is um, all of us are in a learning stage of our lives. We're learning till we die, and. Uh, passing these, passing these drivers. Each, each of them will get a few drivers a month to to call and talk with, and maybe it's helping them go through Smart Drive. Um, there's some areas of struggle um, that we can help improve on. Maybe it's an area of habit scores. You're great with your throttle, but for some reason can't figure out your smooth driving, um, can't figure out your speed, whatever it may be. Um, passing. The, those drivers out in our fleet to other current drivers in the office. Um, some of the other conversations, uh, we have a lot of new hire calls that deal with equipment, ECAS systems, uh, cruise control, how all that, <laughs> how all that works, uh, whether it's that or um, with winter going on right now, getting stuck, right? Six by twos, I know a lot of drivers have never driven those before and they get frustrating. You got another ear to call, to talk with, to find different situations, different ways to get out of those. Um, so in reality, it's just, it's, it's helping us, give us the credibility, help giving drivers experience out on the road, um, someone else to turn to that, that's a little bit easier than talking to me or Jeremy or, uh, Scott, Dale, Corey, whoever it may mm-hmm. be. So, so j- just to kind of go back real quick and uh, re- 
clarify exactly what the schedule looks like. So uh, we've got three performance coaches here, and uh, each coach will go on a rotation, or the three of them work on a rotation, mm-hmm. where on Monday and Tuesday, yep. uh, one of them will be physically here in the office at a desk, presumably, right? Yep. And, and making phone calls and having conversations, interactions with drivers. Yep. So they'll be, they're right outside the, they're right in the HR area, right by Peg. Everyone knows where Peg sits. So right in that area with them. Um, if you're here through the office, you can come by and talk to them. Uh, but yeah, they'll, they'll be here. We'll set up a rotation where maybe it's the first week of the month, Jeff will be in. Second week of the month, Mike will be in. And then the third week of the month, Maya will be in. That's not set in stone. We don't, haven't figured that out yet, sure. but, but that's, that's what it would look like. Yeah. Maybe one thing too. We recently launched Road Captains. Yeah. Maybe it would be good just to differentiate the two. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was going to even ask that because you know we we did just hear about what the Road Captains are supposed to do as being an extension of our driver managers, just another ear to to bend uh, whenever you've got questions out on the road and just want to deal something. So I was going to ask, you know, are are the performance coaches? Is there some crossover there at all as well? Is it? Completely separate. What's that look like? Separate. Um, I, I mean, if you want to take it, Jeremy, go for it. But no, they, I think they that's are, something. Up. So, so performance coaches are not road captains, and road captains are not performance coaches. Um, your road captains are going to be out on the road. Um, there may be, there may be a day where they have no calls. There may be a week they have no calls. Whereas performance coaches, we're going to. There's expectations. They, we want them to meet, whether it's having 10, 15 phone calls on that Monday, Tuesday, talking with drivers, helping them out. So a um, little bit different expectations. There's going to be crossover. I mean, everyone in the industry, with whether it's operations, driver managers know a lot about scorecard and habit scores. Performance coaches are going to know a lot of that, and so are road captains. Mm-hmm. There's crossover, but... There's over, overlap adds depth. I do it this way. Road captains is lieutenant for driver managers. Performance coaches will have a practical coaching list to work through centered around typically smart drive mm-hmm. and take some of the work that we're doing, that Rick and Dale are doing on that, and put it into a peer's hands. So the performance coaches will actually have data yeah. and information in front of them that road captains won't have access to. Yep, and it's mostly going to be contained. There will be organic stuff, I think, that happens, but it's mostly going to be centered around driving style, smart drive, and coaching off of others' results on that. But so if Jeff is calling me as a driver and working on, say, uh, throttle usage and talking that through with me, can he give me his cell phone number and I might give him a call later this week also? That's up to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I actually wouldn't have a problem with it. I've um, taught for years and and a lot of my students have my number. So, and that is something we leave up to the, that is something we leave up to the coaches if they want to give their phone number out, they will, but otherwise. Be nice to them because they might not give you their phone number then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, drivers here, I, that sounds weird to just say that. So let me start with Mike. Uh, what kind of attracted you to this position of be, being a performance coach and, and 
taking a couple of days out of the month to come in the office? Well, first of all, I love talking with drivers because what comes out of drivers is stories. And usually they're bad stories, but usually learn from those stories. If you listen well, yeah, yeah. If you listen well, it, it does come out with a benefit like, oh, yeah, I should have tried that when I had that particular incident. So I like talking to drivers and learning from, you know, what their experiences are. And the second one was just the, the smart drive itself always intrigued me, even though I saw my numbers, and, but I didn't know everything that was behind the numbers and how did they come up with the number. And so digging down into that, numbers don't lie, but they also have to bump up against the experience that a driver has. And I like melding the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya, perhaps you can, you've been here not (laughs) quite as long. You don't have the same experience out on the road as as other drivers out here. But tell me a little bit how you plan to use maybe your experience as as a younger driver uh, in this role. Um, I really like that I, I guess, am growing up in Nussbaum because I started my career here. So I think I have the advantage of starting here. I haven't developed necessarily terrible habits. I have my fair share of bad driving moments. (laughs) Um, But I was able to learn from um, Darla Smith. She's a great driver. Um, Getting to learn from and surrounding myself with other drivers who have had a lot of experience that know the scorecard, that know Newsbomb's way, because I really feel that Newsbomb is not just any other company it's you know we strive for excellence and safety and all those other things so I think that's where I have the advantage of home court is just you know growing up in that but at the same time I really look forward to one of my favorite things is talking to drivers that have 30 20 however many years of experience that it is and I don't view this role as it's definitely not disciplinary but i and it is peer-to-peer, it's helpful. But um, I view this role as you know, being able to develop relationship. I'm a big relationship person, and I'm excited to learn from drivers as well as maybe give them a little bit of insight to other things that they could improve as well. And there's no driver, I think, better than another one. We're all here, we're all a team, we're all a part of NewSpawn. There's no one branch that's more important than another. And I like that we can all serve each other. There's no just one person that's better than another. So I'm really looking forward to this role and learning from other drivers and hopefully giving them a few insights and, you know, yeah. just being supportive with each other. So, and Jeff, you, you've been around the block a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you, you, you've, and you've been with Newsbomb for how many years now? Year and a half, a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, but uh, prior to that, you've been with? I've been in the industry since the late 70s. Yeah. We'll, we'll go that far. <laughs> around the block. <laughs> we'll call that around the block. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of experience there. Any specific um, experiences that you've had that you hope to um, maybe bring in with you? I've, I've worn a lot of different hats in this industry. Um, I've actually run CDL schools and got people their licenses and then done on-the-road training and everything. And I just I enjoy watching them grow, reach their potential. And it's not 
just me helping them. I learn from them. So I get to grow my my experiences and, and give something back to an industry that's been very good. It's just, it's very enjoyable. Oh. Jeremy, Rick, maybe one of you can kind of chime in here, but why these three? Well, maybe... You uh, couldn't find anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we said, do you want to call their drivers and tell them they're driving wrong? And this is all we had left. <laughs> and they found out they had to sit next to us during two days a month. And so. they're still here. Yeah, they're still here. Well, they promised us lunch. <laughs> ah, well, that'll do it every time. I'll do anything for free food. You say, well, you have a... Oh, no, no, I was going to chime in, but you were, you were on a roll, go. <laughs> <laughs> Happens everywhere I go. <laughs> um, so maybe a little bit more. Jeff, you mentioned some of the CDL school training, and maybe you mentioned earlier, but how, how many years of that? Dive us in a little deeper. I, I ran schools for about eight years. Um, so I, I see them coming in, just getting their feet wet. And now I get to see them from the other side. Now they're getting a little bit of experience. And because I've ran schools, I know what these people are lacking in when they get to us because the schools don't have time to give it to them. That's our job to step in there and, and, and fix that. You know, when we talk development here, you know, we're not, we're, we're dealing with multiple, you know, variances in uh experience you know there's people coming in here drivers coming in that you know like Maya that did not have the previous trucking experience um, starting out with us and and growing into the position but then you've got drivers that have been doing it for 20 years showing up here probably with some habits that have come along the way <laughs> well I wanted I wanted to ask Jeff this how how'd you like the system when you first started? I absolutely hated it because yeah. it was <laughs> sure. it was against everything that I had ever done in my career. Rick and I spent a lot of time on the phone because I wanted to know why my scores were where they at, and I wanted to fix it. Mm-hmm. And he was very patient. And he helped me, so I get to pass that on. So I would call Jeff if I can. He's the veteran <laughs> of the crew. He, he's the vet. Mm-hmm. Now let's move to Mike. Yeah. Um, you've. First time you'll ever have worked with people, Mike? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've been driving since 2000, but um, with Nussbaum for two years now. But in there, I've been a pastor of a church, and so dealing with people and situations have been a part of me for a while. And... uh, so I get to learn a lot about who I am by dealing with people. And, and I enjoy that. I, I enjoy learning, like, what are my limits? What, what can I get away with and then get caught? And how do I react to that? You know, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's all that self-examination. But it's the purpose of, like, being the better. How do I get better? And how do I help others be better? So I kind of view uh, Mike as the counselor. So we got the veteran. <laughs> we got the, actually, Jeff, real veteran, right? Yes. So military background, not just trucking veteran. Uh-huh. And, and then we have the, the counselor with Mike, as well as about two decades. Mm-hmm. Now, Maya, a year and a half, grew up at Nussbaum. What, what generation are you in? I have, I just call myself a Nussbaum baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there you go, the new Spawn baby. How about um, you got baby boomers, you got... You're not a baby boomer. I, I guess I would You're be considered a millennial. A millennial. Yes. I hate that title, Me but too. yes, that's what I'm considered. I'm in that category. Right, yeah. so J- Jeremy and I are on that edge. Rick's right there. Rick's fully yeah. in. I'm, I'm the millennial. <laughs> through and through. But, but that was on purpose. So we'll, we'll call her the, the millennial voice. So different drivers are going to connect with mm-hmm. different types of voices. You got the veteran. You got the counselor. You got the millennial. And they all bring different experiences. Jeff drove in the 70s where you didn't run two logbooks, you ran three. (laughs) Um, And companies did not turn their head the other way. They looked right at you and said, drive this way. Um, With Maya, we have the background of recent in her history is what it's like to be learning brand new, what it's like to have your head spinning, what it's like to feel overwhelmed, Maybe I'm assuming too much. No, you can make all the assumptions. <laughs> so that's the mix we're bringing to it. Yeah, and I'm excited about coming into the industry at this point. Um, again, to learn from older veterans. I like their titles a lot better. <laughs> Veteran and counselor. You got the millennial uh, we'll, we'll over have to work here. On this one. We'll, we'll work on some of Rick, yeah, Rick, there's your task. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it, I guess it might be slightly easier for me to absorb changes um, just because I started out with this era of logging and stuff like that where I unfortunately don't have uh, the ability to fudge numbers and miles <laughs> and things like that. Um, but I'm looking forward to hopefully adding a few things as well as mostly learning from people I'm around so yeah and then with Mike the counselor working with people he told me in the interview process he told we had multiple candidates narrowed it down to several finalists who interviewed and they interviewed with seven of us in the safety department Mm -hmm. Um, and he mentioned that he does some marriage counseling and things like that. And that cinched it for me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, he's had the crucial conversations and he's mm-hmm. so that mix also part of the team. So Jeremy, since you mentioned that they had to interview with seven people in safety, I, I'm kind of curious who the toughest interview was. N- not, not these three, who, who, which interviewer was, was the toughest to well, we we felt there were six of us, and Scott Herman was kind of an extra wheel, but we couldn't really leave him out. So, sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm not really sorry, but, <laughs> but I'm I'm curious what was the hardest interview? It may be from these three. Philip. Yeah. So I should probably inform them too. We split them up. They got split into like it was Corey, Mitch, and Dale. It was me. Peg and Scott, and then Jeremy was by this by themselves because I sucked the oxygen out of the room from the other interviewers. So, <laughs> so I would like to know who which which one was more. Silence. <laughs> None of them were bad. Um, <laughs> remember, you have to work with us. Yeah. The personality, though, the, we get to. Kind of rib each other the, pretty good. So. The interview that that I probably enjoyed the most and got the most out of was with Jeremy. 
I mean, because he went pretty in depth and, and <laughs> tune, tune. <laughs> tune his own horn over here. <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was a. I felt like I was going down a funnel, down a circle <laughs> to finally meet up with, with Jeremy. But it was like all together, like it all flowed together. So I, I yeah, really didn't I wasn't intimidated or I wasn't like flummoxed. Or the only time I had a moment was. One interview was over, and I was getting up to go, and then three people came in, and I sat back down, and that was about it. And I was like... <laughs> well, the hardest question, maybe. Oh, yeah, so I was going to let... The hardest question for me, at least, was how am I going to deal with drivers that have a ton of experience under their belts that are older and you know, whatnot, whatever, comes with that type of experience. Coming in as somebody who only has a year of experience, and I'm a girl, (laughs) which is totally fine, but um, how am I going to approach those drivers? And if you are an older, grumpy driver listening to this (laughs) and you happen to get a call from me... We don't have any of those. No, not at all. No, I'm excited. I think the thing is just to let them know that I'm not calling because I know more than they do or because I'm any more special than they are. I feel this position is very humbling, if anything, um, to be able to talk to these drivers. And again, it's I think it's about your approach and how you approach them and let them know. And I hope that those listening know that if they do get a call from us, we're not calling from any judgment standpoint. It's not from any type of better than you standpoint. It's it's honestly the reason why I took this is to have a relationship and to be able to have those peer-to-peer calls where they can learn something from me and I can learn something from them and we can be friends. And uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to in this. But that probably was, I think, the hardest question because I don't enjoy confrontation, but I'm also not easily pushed around. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that a little bit. <laughs> Maya is super, super sweet. I may have gotten out of my but, truck a couple times. I, <laughs> to I, tell I get that sense that you, <laughs> you don't take much from, <laughs> from people, so... That's great. I I would just throw in there that um, I I think it's important to understand that we're all we're all in this together and we're all working together for the same cause, right? I mean, every one of our goal is is to get drivers home safely every night or to truck stop safely. You know that that comes first. How are we interacting with each other? How are we working together? And and we all learn from each other. It's. One of the things I've found most effective when I've been talking with drivers is just pass them to another driver out in the fleet who has told me, yeah, send a driver my way. And this is a way to really bring that in and and to learn from each other and to grow. And to me, that's the most exciting part is see the company grow, see our fuel efficiency, see our safety scores, see the the accident rate go down. talking with people, how do you handle a situation? How do you handle getting stuck in a six by two, right? Seeing all those things and helping us get better is, is mm-hmm. exciting. And, and that's, no, one, no one's out there wanting to do bad. No one is out there wanting to do bad. Right. So reeling that all together is. Yeah, well put. 
Well, um, I think we'll pretty much wrap this up. I do look forward to sitting down with uh, Jeff, Maya, and Mike each separately to kind of dig deeper into yeah. each of their uh, <laughs> background, their story, and uh, we'll hopefully be sharing that in the near future on the on this podcast here. But uh, look forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, welcome to this uh, new chapter in your uh, professional career. So glad to have all of you here and on board with this and. Uh, I, I really hope our drivers do appreciate this as well, that, to, to have that peer-to-peer contact point uh, like this. So mm-hmm. thanks all for sitting down with me. Thank, Thank you. you. I am really looking forward to sitting down with each of these uh, performance coaches and getting a chance to talk with each of them individually and just really learn about each of them and, and share with you um, more of their personality and and their experience and what they have been through, uh, what they bring to the table, and uh, hopefully allow them to connect better with you uh, in the future during any coaching sessions that you may interact with them on. Um, one thing that uh, you probably heard there in the episode here was uh, Maya wasn't too crazy about her uh, millennial title, which honestly being on the edge of that millennial title myself, I'm not crazy about it either. So, um, we decided on calling her the prodigy in addition to our veteran and counselor. So, uh, anyway, just kind of a fun little title. There's nothing too particularly official about any of that, but, uh, we thought we'd, we'd, we'd throw Maya a bone here on that and, and, uh, give her the prodigy instead of the millennial title. But so be looking out for those, uh, episodes coming up uh, where we do those feature exchanges with with each of them uh, with Maya, Mike, and Jeff. Uh, I'm looking forward to those and hopefully you are as well. In the meantime, uh, come back next week as I get to talk with the man, the myth, the legend, none other than Clark Reed. So uh, good stuff there. I hope you uh, come back and listen then and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Terminal Exchange. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is a recognized leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's dedicated and truckload services, visit Nussbaum.com. Drivers can expect different when driving for Nussbaum. Top pay, weekly guarantees, and excellent equipment are just the beginning. At Nussbaum, you're not just an employee, you're an employee owner. Find out more about driving for Nussbaum at NussbaumJobs.com and hit Apply Now. Drive with purpose. Drive with Nussbaum. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. With new episodes arriving every Tuesday, don't let FOMO get the best of you. Subscribe to our show anywhere you listen to podcasts to get every exchange as soon as it's released. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page terminalexchange.org.